salute. R.I.P. Jimmy Farrell. This track's for you. I remember you used to always like to rap down in the uh, gym at the Quincy Zoo. With uh, Cyril down there, too. You know, Cyril and Farrell. Jimmy, this is for you and your father. I hope you're with all our friends. Uh, Stevie, Eddie, Stevie, I don't know, uh, Macaloni, Eddie Macaloni, Paulie Gabel. So many, Sean Gare, so many people. It's just sad every freaking... But uh, Jimmy was fighting cancer. I hate cancer. I fucking hate it. All right? I know people that battle in it. I've had it a little bit, you know, back, you know, a couple years ago. I'm not scared of much, but scared of something I can't see. But check this out. This is for you, Jimmy. This is uh, at the MGM. The MGM. I figured this would be uh, for you, Jimmy. And it is uh, Wu-Tang Wednesday, so we might as well just go with it. I know, Jimmy, I know you uh, trusted me when it came to music and hitting really hard. I know I know that much. You expected me to, just like my trainer prior to you. <laughs> Always expected me to hit really fucking hard. And uh, you guys pushed me. It's for you, Jimmy. Love you, brother. Miss you. We're gonna miss you. Life is glorious. That must be glorious. Like I am Mike Tyson says, right? Yo, up in the MGM, coked up, sight. Six niggas walked in, fascinated to his pace. Right? One jump, skin nigga, 56 inch rope. Wrapped around twice, smashed the Gilligan boat. What I ain't through sign like Ordered hot coffee with a Danish. Relax, whisper they rap entertain the hat. Lizzie's on two Japanese birds with first look. Good kid, laid back, handling the dirt. It's like round three. We too black for BT. You memorize the one to put I'm at the 19th degree. If a civilized person doesn't perform, his duty was shall be done. Pardon me, God. That nigga got a gun poking out of sweatpants. Check out his stance. See the side of his grill? Look like my cousin Lance. Left hand, rock, yes, rock. Yo, I think I did his cross. He wanted crush bone leather with the strings off. Now remember, he from Bear Mountain. Give me Mitch Green. Shot the fair one. Near the water fountain. Seven pounds. Seven is bleeding from his right ear. Yo, keep your eye on that same nigga from right here. Popcorn spilling all on. Liz Claiborne ghost. Had the fly Gucci mops and no socks on. Seen Deion Sanders in the back with the fat fur on. Working them hoes with the fly wool shirts on. Mixed drink session. Pour me some more. Chef Levin down, blinking at Sean J. Moore. Ten rounds, Jeff S. Tan of Dan. Sweepy, get your shit off. It's like blacks against the Germans. Getting hit off. Smoothing the walk in. Brownsville representing. They sent the bottle over, autograph lesson. Chef, pull out the doodle, twist the jacks, pink noodles. Yo, what about the road? Matter of fact, switch two of those. Yo, they want to stop in the fight. Still took a point away from Chef We match schedule on October 9th. We match schedule on October 9th.
God bless you, Jimmy. Jimmy Fowler, rest in peace, brother, honestly. Uh, I'll give it to you right now. I heard this uh, information yesterday, dear friend of mine. I want to thank uh, Bronski, my buddy, Bobby. Thank, thank you for sending me this. And uh, Mark Vaz, thank you so much for showing Jimmy the uh, respect he deserves. But I'm going to add some names to that list that he trained, because he trained a lot more people than that. And those are some good people right there on that list, no doubt about it. Uh, but he trained a lot of other good people, too, prior to those guys. Or, well, he took over training other guys. And uh, they're all uh, gone way too young, too. Jimmy, um, as my s uh, second trainer, allowed me to go down to the gym during the week and train hard. And uh, he'd work with the mitts with me and shit. And he'd always tell me, don't go out partying on the weekends, just like my fucking trainer said prior to that, who went, you know, too young, in my opinion. Um, Jimmy, you were always a guy that, um, very patient, uh, very calm, very calm person. I uh, never seen you uh, lose your cool, man, never. I never seen you lose it, you know what I mean? Like, you were just always level, level-minded, level-headed, and, uh, you know, you are a great teacher of the sport. So is your father. You see me hit, uh, throwing punches up in the air with, with heavy hands? Well, his father taught me, just just throw without heavy hands. You know, throw, throw, throw 50 to 100 punches up in the air, uh, Bobby. Let me see, how, you know, tell me if your shoulders burn, you know? And this is when I was lifting weights all the time and shit. You know what I mean? You know, doing shoulder presses, really heavy shoulder presses. So, yeah, burns. Here we go. Jimmy Farrell, 69, a well-known and highly respected trainer from Quincy, Mass. Passed away Monday after a long battle with cancer. He had stage four cancer people, and he was battling that shit like a trooper. Born in nearby Rockland, Mass, Farrell campaigned in the 1970s in the featherweight division as a pro. Retiring with a record of 17-4-3, six KOs. Farrell trained under his father, the late Jimmy Farrell Sr., also a Boston area promoter, as well as a Hall of Famer, Customato, in Catskills, New York. Jimmy operated several gyms in Quincy area over the years during a career that spanned nearly five decades and produced over 40 am amateur champions, champions 40 amateur champions, as well as dozens of professionals, including Mark DeLuca, Savage, Ryan Klasinski, the, uh, what's his nickname, the Polak, uh, really good kid, uh, Steven uh, Vukosa, Chris and Vinny uh, Trady, Trady, and Nick and Mike Morganelli, and Nick Zero. I remember Nick Cyril had a uh, gym with uh, Jimmy too. Uh, it was called Quincy Zoo, the old O'Malley's and the old, uh, and then it was Pal. It was O'Malley's and Pal Athletic, and then it was, um, then it was uh, Quincy Zoo, and that was Jimmy Farrell and um, and uh, and Nick Cyril. I remember uh, training with my friend uh, Bronski down there for his fights. So here we go. Uh, an old school trainer, Jimmy, truly understood fighters, never trying to mold them into his own style. Instead, instilling in them 
solid basics, then adapting them to the fighter's natural strengths, like Belichuk does, kind of same idea. Be it a be it boxers or brawlers, Farrell got the most out of his fighters, and yes, he definitely has, and always will. We'll always remember Jimmy and his father. Never one to share the spotlight. No, Jimmy wasn't. Jimmy was tireless in the gym, very tireless, but always stepped back to allow his fighters to enjoy the accolades of their victories. His quiet competence and humble demeanor garnered life long loyalty and friendship for fighters from fighters managers trainers and promoters who knew him very true never jealous of other successes jimmy delighted in fellow trainers achievements in the sport always glad to have been able to help them along the way he truly loved the sport yes he did and the opportunity it gave him to share his knowledge and skill to help guide young fighters through the difficult and demanding sport to become the best boxers they could be. Jimmy Lee's five children, Jimmy, Ryan, Jamie, Janice, and Dominique. Dominic, a, mem a memorial service will be announced by his family, family later in the week. Jimmy, I will be there at your wake. I love you, brother. Uh, prayers to you, your family, and your kids, obviously. Jimmy, uh, sad day since yesterday. Uh, Jimmy, you touched a lot of us. You were such a good man, very good man. Always giving accolades. Like, you know, you you say when I, I'd come down there. You know, he's a he's a sandhog like like me. You know, like, yeah, we had him in the sandhogs for a couple of years. Sig Sig got him in. You know, like, you know, I see him at the job. You know, and it's just always a good guy to see. Just like a. He's born to be a trainer, you know what I mean? And, and a really good fighter, really good fighter. That record doesn't uh, show how good he really was. But all the, the kids he's trained, and I, even myself, you know, I already knew boxing when I went to Jimmy, but his father and him taught me a lot more more things, too, that I didn't think I would have to learn or anything like that, you know what I mean? But uh, a great man, Jimmy Farrell. Um, thank you, Mark Vaz. Thank you, Bobby Bronski, my boy. Thank you for sending me this today. Um, I will let you know when I hear uh, anything. Uh, you know, wake and funeral, all that stuff. Been to too many of these, but for Jimmy, uh, I'm definitely going to show up for him. I will always show up for people I care about. Actually, the last time I seen Jimmy, I talked to him last month, and I was supposed to go down there and uh, start hitting mitts with him and stuff, and... Um, you know, because I, I feel great, you know. I felt like I could, you know, maybe give it a shot again. And um, and he was he was texting me the next day and saying, uh, you know, he had he had doctor's appointments out the ass. You know, he, he just, he didn't believe, like, you know, cancer would take him. He believed he'd beat it. And that's the mindset you got to have. And I thought he'd beat it, too. I really did. And I, I, I hate cancer people. I really fucking do. I hate anything that can beat you that you can't see. You know what I mean? In front of you. But uh, Jimmy, you you are, you you're gonna definitely be missed, brother, by me for sure. And I know a lot of other people. Um, not only the people I just named off right there, Steven Sigliano. You know, he trained him after his father. You know, um, Eddie McAloney, Sean Gannon, who fought Kimbo Slice. 
lost his Boston police uh, job uh, for fighting him down Rhode Island for ten thousand dollars. He beat him. Sean, uh, Sean Gannon uh, went to school with me. I, I spar with Sean, spar with Sig, Eddie Macaloni. I, I see him at Eddie Macaloni's wake, and that was the last time I seen Jimmy. Um, I was with Paulie Gravel, uh, and rest in peace to Paulie Gravel. He passed away a year later after we were at uh, Eddie Macaloni's wake. So uh, just another sad day. It just happens all the time. Like it just, it don't stop. But these are the things that, you know, uh, just another angel in, in my corner, the way I look at it, because it's the only way you can look at it, you know. Or you can look at it in Mike Tyson's way of looking at things. Uh, you know, if, if life is glorious, death must be glorious, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I, li I like to think that way, you know what I mean? So we're going to start up the show with my, uh, I just wanted to give uh, Jimmy a shout out, you know what I mean? Jimmy uh, deserves it. He's a, he's a really good man. Uh, no matter if, if he's gone to the afterlife or wherever he's gone to, heaven, you know, I, I definitely believe he's in heaven because he's such a nice guy, you know, and he's such a good friggin' man, you know. And, um, you know, even the cops in Quincy respected Jimmy, you know. He, he always willing to help anybody, you know, always willing to help uh, train anybody. You know what I mean? You didn't even have to pay, like, a lot of times. He wouldn't ask me for no money ever, you know what I mean? But I'd always throw him cash, you know what I mean? Because I'm just like, here, Jimmy, all right, you don't want my money? Okay. So, you know, a week later, I just throw him, hey, just keep it, Jimmy. You know, I do it in front of people, so he couldn't say no, you know what I mean? But that was the type of guy he was, you know what I mean, Jimmy? He just liked having me down, man. I liked being around him, too. Uh, most of the week, I'd be down there training. You know, on Fridays... I'd spy like fucking one, two, three rounds, and I, I, I grab my gym bag, fill with my money and my fucking, you know, other necessities to go party for the weekend. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's the, the Quincy Zoo. That's that's <laughs> Quincy Zoo. Salute, respect, because uh, Jimmy and Nick Cero are great guys. You know what I mean? Both of them. And Nick's still around. He's young. He, he's gonna be around a long time. So he's a good guy. Uh, actually, I think I um. I'll start working with him pretty soon myself, actually. Nick. Uh, go to sponsorship here. You know, this is a dear friend of mine, Dave Bradley. It's storm contracting, demolition, all demolition work and, and, and construction and uh, all little odds and ends. Great kid, really good good man. Um 20-year veteran in the, in the Navy, uh, just a really good good kid. I, cu I couldn't say enough good things about Davey. He's just a nice kid, you know, really nice guy. Kind of guy you would want to, uh, as your friend, you know, just a good friend. And uh, his nephew, John Walsh, you can reach David Bradley at 617-905-6590. Bradley, David, 414 at gmail.com. And John Walsh, his nephew at 781-922-1678. Always like to give back to anybody. Okay, we're going to start the show off like we always do.
we got the contender series. Dana White's contender series last night. Uh, pretty, pretty freaking good fights, you know. Um, last night, like five contracts. I'm pretty sure. Watched the whole thing. Uh, let me see. We'll go right from the beginning. Here you go. We had um, Denise Gomes Gomez defeats Rihanna Amanda. Via three-round decision, uh, Gomes was throwing uh, some heat and spinning back kicks, uh, spinning head kicks, and just missing uh, with a lot of them. Um, uh, you know, it's it's input in, in a fight. Output, I mean, you just you just want to keep smothering your opponent. And Rihanna, Rian, Rian, Amanda, Rihanna, Amanda, uh, tough girl. Uh, Definitely uh, fought very well. Like, you know what I mean? She was in that fight, the whole fight. She has nothing to be ashamed of. So, you know, I thought they'd give them both a contract. And she'll probably be invited back probably week 10 or something to fight another woman. You know what I mean? Uh, because, obviously, we need more women in the sport. And uh, women do uh, show up. So, congratulations, uh, Denise Gomez. And um, Rihanna. Amanda, good job too. You have nothing to be ashamed of. None of you fighters do uh, that lose. All of you has got to remember that. This kid, 21 years old. 21 years old. Cameron Simon defeats Josh Wang Kim via KO TKO at 252 of round three. Now, Wang Kim uh, was fighting pretty good too. It was just, this kid was just. Uh, thrown with some bad intentions and he was on him at all time he was on Wang like just like I said uh, output he was just in his face the whole fight he was not like stepping back I seen I seen Wang Kim start to you know step back a little bit I would have too I mean you have to use your range and you're supposed to get hit and not get hit. But uh, Simon, 21-year-old uh, kid, he's the youngest kid on the UFC roster right now. And uh, I see good things for that kid, no doubt about it. Nice kid. Uh, you know, and, um, you know, Wang Kim, really good uh, good fighter, no doubt about it. Mixed martial arts. Just needs to learn takedown defense a little bit better and uh, maybe a little bit more wrestling or, or jiu-jitsu, something shoot box and something you know what I mean um, that's what I noticed about the Asians they really go with their hands and feet like you know what I mean but when it comes to wrestling like you know you gotta uh, you gotta learn those takedown defense and I you know I know it's easier said than done I know it is you know what I mean but uh, that's the problem I see you know what I mean I, I see it I try to like you know try to break down every continent of fighters and I, I know there's great fighters that come from everywhere. You know what I mean? It's just, there's always that one that comes from every country that's just, you know, every 10 years or so or every five years or every 20 years. You know what I mean? That's just, um, you know, epic and, and legit and uh, legendary. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, you know, this kid's going to be great, 21-year-old kid. And um, I think, uh, Kim, you know, <laughs> you're not so bad yourself, Uh Young man, so just keep at it, brother. You know, usually losses help um, fighters. You know what I mean? 
this guy, uh, this fight right here, I, I was reacting to this. I was reacting to all the fights, actually, but uh, this is the one I, I I put out a reaction video out on um, on YouTube Shorts, and uh, I reacted to this because this guy right here from Chicago right here, uh, Flowers, I want to give Flowers some flowers, Darius Flowers, defeated uh, Marian uh, Gungalaz. Gungalaz. Uh, he's a... Uh, Gongolaz, uh, tough kid, tough man right there, uh, the sniper. But Darius Flowers walked up to uh, Dana White before the fight and said, I'm going to knock this guy out. Beast mode. Darius Flowers, I'm throwing you flowers, brother. Um, you know, it's good to see an American fighter go in there and do what he says he's going to do. You know what I mean? And I, I was very happy for this man. And, uh, you know, he said he's at the gym twice a fucking day. And, uh, you know, that's what it takes. It takes hard training. People that you, oh, so you want to be a cage fighter, you want to be a boxer, you want to be this and that, you want to be this and that, right? But you don't want to put in the work. People think they go to the gym and lift weights, they're going to be able to fight. That don't mean shit. You better start fucking learning road work, and you better start learning going to the gym and uh, working on your freaking fundamentals, because fundamentals are everything. Um, Amerian um, Gungalad's, you're a, a tough kid, man. And, uh, you know, obviously you had an injury from that freaking slam. It reminded me of a John Jones or a Rampage or a, or even a DC slam. You know what I mean? There's been so many slams. I'm not talking about WWF slams. I'm talking about real fucking slams down on the canvas. You know what I mean? Like the slam, he he, he uh, landed on this guy. The guy gave up. He tapped. He's like, he looked at the ref and said, can I give up just like this with a verbal tap? And he gave up. I mean, I guess his shoulder was that messed up. But I seen John Jones. Um, and I seen Tony Ferguson too do, do this a million. You know, I seen Tony Ferguson do it a bunch of times. But uh, I seen John Jones. I think it was versus Vitor. From what I, I think it was Vitor Belfort. Um, he Vitor had him in a uh, arm lock, and um, John Jones didn't tap. I think his freaking arm dislocated or something. And then John Jones tapped him the next fucking round. Like, that's how fucking savage John Jones is. And I try to explain this to people, but people do not understand. They just do not understand how good John Jones really is. And, uh, because he uses his range. He knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. And, uh, yeah, this kid, uh, Darius Flowers, I'm really proud of you, brother. Um, you know, now this is where... Now, this is where the work really starts. Now, people think they make it to the UFC. Now, it's time to put your, take your feet off the fucking gas. No, 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 no. Now it's time to even work fucking harder. Because the fight game is a is an ugly game. It's an ugly business. It really is. And this is the last fight of the night. This is round one. This is how I agree with uh, my brother uh, Jay, Jay Smooth over there at Rush Hour MMA. Uh, he said it best last night. He said, uh, you know, this is how heavyweights are supposed to fucking fight. And I agree. You got that fucking power, right? You should be fucking throwing them fucking hands in bunches. Not one punch at a fucking time. There should be fucking three and four punches behind that fucking one punch. Or every jab, you should be at least throwing that jab out there. And them front kicks, you know? Keep your range. Distance. The object is just like boxing. It's to hit and not get hit. But you have to be able to take a punch, too. But the people that sit there and take punches and show how tough they are and shit like that, that's not too smart for the for the future. 
that's not too smart for the five, ten year plan down the road. Because you want to make as much money as you can in, in fighting and get the fuck out and uh, with your faculties intact, intact. You know what I mean? So you go on to do some other things and invest your money right. And um, uh, Michael Parkin defeats um, Eduardo uh, Nives, 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 Neves, Nives. Um, sometimes Spanish uh, last names. Um, you know, they say it different, Nives or Nevis. Um, I actually had, um, I had Nevis and I lost on that one, but uh, I had three out of, uh, I, I won the first three and then lost the last two fights. You know, I picked the right, you know, first, so I was three and two last night. But anyways, um, yeah, it was a quick, quick knockout. They were throwing hands. It was like phone booth shit. You know, they were in the phone booth. Boom, 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 boom. And um, Michael, uh, Michelle or Michael uh, Parkin, uh, you know, uh, it was a submission, actually. I'm sorry. Submission. But they were throwing hands. And uh, right to the point. You know what I mean? It was 157 around one. So congratulations, uh, Michelle, Michael Parkin, and um, all the other four uh, people that got contracts last night on Daniel White Contender Series. Um I mean, what can I say? You guys, uh, this is when your uh, this is where your journey starts now, people. You know what I mean? This is where you're gonna um, you gotta do what you gotta do. I was um I was trying to load clips earlier. That's why I was like uh, five minutes. I had to uh, extend for five minutes because I couldn't get certain things to load, which I will have done uh, by tomorrow. I'll just have it ready for fucking Friday. You know what I mean? I got my boy Jay Smooth's reactions uh, that are freaking off the fucking hook. They're a riot. You know what I mean? And that's his uh, passion. That's his true emotions. Just just like that was my true emotions. You know what I mean? Um, I just do it just because everyone likes reactions, right? So why not? Why be a dummy? You know what I mean? Obviously, be smart, right? And use yours too. But... I have some funny ones with Jay and uh, Jay Smooth, and I'm gonna. Uh, when someone asks us uh, like a, a non-common sense question or anything, I'm gonna throw there a clip of Jay up there real quick. Boom, boom, boom. You know, ah! you know what I mean? Because that's what he does. You know what I mean? It's a fucking riot, and I already know what happened. You know what I mean? Because he's always like 30 seconds behind me, so uh, or 15 seconds or 10 seconds or whatever it is, right? He's always behind, so I could always screen record for him and, and show, because I know he's going to fucking lose it in about fucking 10 seconds or something. So I said, you know what? I might as well do this for the kid. You know what I mean? He's like a little brother to me. He's really nice. We became, you know, good friends over the past almost three years together, you know, talking to each other and uh, him coming on my show and stuff. And he's just a uh, good, good, good kid from fucking Baltimore that uh, lives in D.C. now and, uh, you know, does a good job. Really good fucking job. I love watching fights with him. Um, we watched fights throughout uh, the past three years together every Saturday without fucking fail. I think I missed one Saturday because of uh, I was in Virginia Beach for my son's uh, last AAU tournament of the summer or something like that. So that's, a, that's the only time I ever missed. You know what I mean? I try to show support to him and Ken. Ken, the producer. Ken Ryu Dojo, my buddy Ken from Brooklyn. No seat till Brooklyn. And then we got uh, Jay from Baltimore, you know, in D.C. 
We got all. We got Kiwi, my co-host on uh, Savage Inc. Picks. Uh, we got Insight over there. We got we got a lot of people over there. All good people. You know what I mean? We got a lot of good people over there. You know what I mean? Van Shipman, Deacon, you guys are missed. I hope everything's all right with you guys. I know everything's all right with uh, Van Shipman. I hear everything's all right with uh, Deacon, and that's all I want to hear. You know what I mean? As long as things are good, that's all that matters. Uh, there's nothing wrong with, you know, taking a break or whatever you need to do for yourself. You know, I understand that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So, but I, I kind of, you know, I don't even like using social media, but I have to, you know, to promote my brand. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I, I left him a DM just, uh, just so he knows I care. You know what I mean? I say, you know, listen, dude, I don't like reaching out to no one either. I really don't. I hate it. You know what I mean? So I hate asking anyone for anything, but, uh, you know, there's people out there that will listen, though. You know, it, there's the old saying, you're the smartest man in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? It's a very true quote, you know what I mean? So you got to surround yourself with good people. Well, people have the same goals as you, so that's what I do, you know what I mean? Because I have more than common sense, you know what I mean? I just, you know what, no one is inferior. No one can judge you. No one, no one can fucking judge you, you know what I mean? You need to judge yourself, you know what I mean? You need to fucking have self-respect, you know what I mean, bottom line. Have self-respect to yourself, and you'll be fine. You know what I mean? Read a bunch of books. Read about history, your culture, all that stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, you know, oh, knowledge is power. You know, it really is. You know what I mean? I've lived life. You know what I mean? So I know, <laughs> I know a lot about life that people need to know. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna try to help people with that. You know, we'll see what happens. Oh, you know what? I didn't even put a fucking background in today, man. You know what? I'll throw Savage Inc. up there, the bloody bean. Other news, uh, salute to uh, Leon Edwards. And uh, Kamaru Usman uh, took this loss very good, uh, like a champion should. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe a little too nice. A little, like, damn, Kamaru, you know, yeah. This is his first time ever getting fucking beat like that. I've, never, I've always seen him dominate people. You know what I mean? Ever since, since I've seen him beat uh, Tyrone Woodley. But I've seen him fight before that. The kid the kid is a tough kid. Got it. Got his father, you know, out of jail, you know, out of prison, and, you know, back with his mother and his family, you know. I just, I, I love Kamaru Usman. He's a great guy, great champion, tough kid, you know, wrestling, and that's where he made his mistake. He didn't use his wrestling. He did in the, uh, the second, the third, and the fourth round, but in the fifth round, for that split second, that's all it takes, less than a split second. Make that mistake, you know what I mean? It's like, ba-boom, you know what I mean? Fake with the left and fucking high kick with the left. You know what I mean? It's just boom, and he tries to parry the left, and, and, and he leans over and right into the fucking shin, right into the shin of the freaking uh, of the head kick. He was out cold. You know, I never seen Kamaru Usman. I seen him do that to people. You know what I mean? I seen him do it to, do it to Mass Violence, Mass Vidal. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I, I love... Uh, I love Mass Violence, Masvidal. You know what I mean? I always, I like, always like, oh, hey, Masvidal, because I was a Kimbo Slice fan. So when I seen um, Masvidal when Kimbo Slice calls him and he's in the friggin', um, it's a funny little video because he's in the uh, drive-through of McDonald's or something. He's, uh, Kimbo's like, do you want to fight? Or, I, or it might have been Kimbo's. Uh, rest in peace, Kimbo Slice too, obviously, and to you and yours, Kimbo Slice, and to your family. Um, Another fucking guy that had a lot of heart, and that was a tough kid. Uh, when he fought my a kid, a kid I knew, a, a pretty good friend actually, Sean Gannon. Sean Gannon beat him. Sean Gannon was a tough guy. 
Kimbo Slice, I had a tough time with Sean Gannon and then the freaking just sparring with him. So because he's he was a um, he was a southpaw, so he's he's a tough fucking kid. He he was a Golden Glove champ, you know. What I mean that kid, Jimmy Farrell at the beginning of my program, you could see it. Like oh, that's that's my that was my second trainer just passed away yesterday. I I was distraught yesterday. Like I always am. Like for people that I I like a lot, you know what I mean. Pulse, what's up, brother? How you doing, my friend? Hope everything's good with you, bro. Yeah, I had my friend up uh, earlier, Pulse, in the beginning of the uh, program here. Uh, I'm gonna pull him up right here. Pull him up for you. This is uh, one of, you know, this is a, this is my second trainer. Uh, I used to just go down there and train all week, and then um, hold on, let me uh, let me take it so so I can read this pulse. I'll throw you right back up, brother. Cause uh, that's just the way I am, bro. I'm not. I don't. I don't care about fame or any of that shit. You know what I mean? I don't. Jimmy Far trainer Jimmy Farrell. I'm gonna do this again for my boy Jimmy Farrell one more time because I only got a couple more things to talk about before I uh, go off. Trainer Jimmy Farrell passes away. He had stage four cancer. I was talking to him last month. Last time I seen him was um, uh, at a at a friend of ours wake. Uh, another pro fighter, Eddie Macaloni. We were at the wake in um in, in Salty, and then I was at in Savinell in Dorchester um at his uh. An Irish person's uh, wake, they don't want. They want you to celebrate their life after their wake. So I went out a drink and some food, some food and a drink with some uh, the people I was with, and Paulie Gravel. I went with Paulie Gravel, and uh, Paulie Gravel passed away a year later. You know, it's just that's the last time I seen Jimmy Farrell. He's like Robbie. He's still fucking. You look great. You know, and I I knew he was lying to me because I was like 325 fucking pounds. Jimmy Farrell, 69, a well-known and highly respected trainer from Quincy, Mass. Passed away Monday after a long battle with cancer. Born in nearby Rockland, Mass., Farrell campaigned in the 1970s in the featherweight division as a pro, retiring with a with a pro record of 17-4-3, six KOs. Farrell trained under his father, the late Jimmy Farrell Sr., who taught me a few things myself. Also, uh, rest in peace, Jimmy Farrell Sr., too. Also a Boston area promoter as well as a Hall of Famer Customados. Customado in Catskill, New York. That's upstate New York, people. Uh, Jimmy operated several gyms in Quincy area over the years during a career that spanned nearly five decades and produced over 40 amateur champions as well as dozens of professionals, including Mark DeLuca, still fighting to this day, Ryan K Kalzinski, uh, the, the, uh, the, Pol the Polak, really tough kid. I, I, I know I'm getting his uh, AKA wrong. Um, Steve uh, Vukas, Vokusa, Vukosa, Chris and Vinny uh, Tati, Trady, 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 and Mike Morganelli, Nick and Mike Morganelli, and Nick Cyril. I know a lot of these guys. And he also trained uh, a few of my dear friends, Stephen. Uh, the fighting tunnel rat Sigliano, uh, Sean Gannon, who beat uh, Kimbo Slice, right? He was a you know really good kid. Uh, Paulie Gravel, um, Eddie Macaloni, uh, and and me trained me trained my friend Bobby Bronski who sent me this uh, article today. He he thought I didn't know. I I heard about it yesterday and I was uh, kind of in shock. 
So we're gonna go to this. Uh, we're gonna go to his next page, and uh, I'm gonna give him one more shout out to the, the second page too, uh, because you know, this is what I do. I'm a loyal person to my friends, man. This guy was a good friend. I'll get to you in one sec. Uh, Pulse, an old school trainer, Jimmy truly understood fighters, never trying to mold them as his own style, and instead instilling in them solid basics, then adapting them to the fighters' natural strengths, be it. Boxes or brawlers, Farrell got the most out of his fighters, and yes, he did. Never one to share the spotlight. Jimmy was tireless in the gym, but always stepped back to allow his fighters to enjoy the accolades of their victories. He, his quiet competence and humble demeanor, very humble, garnered lifelong loyalty and friendship from fighters. Absolutely. Still loyal to this day, that guy. I love that guy. God bless his soul. Uh, managers trainers and promoters who knew him never jealous of other successes jimmy delighted in fellow trainers achievements in the sport always glad to have been able to help them along the way he truly loved the sport he definitely loved the sport and the opportunity it gave him to share his knowledge and skill to help young fighters through the difficult and demanding sport to become the best boxers they could be jimmy leaves five children Jimmy, Ryan, Jamie, Janice, and Dominic. A memorial service will be announced by his family later in the week. Jimmy, I will be there for you, brother. And I know Bronski will be there, too. I can almost uh, guarantee that one. And uh, we will be there. And, uh, and I know plenty of other people that will be there, too. Pulse, what were you saying, brother? What's up, What's up with you, brother? Didn't Sean Gannon pass? Yes, he did, Pulse. He, uh... He was a kid. I was in. He was in all my classes in like elementary and uh in junior high. He's such a nice kid. Pulse, this is a weird thing, right? I was down the gym and I was going down there to spot. You know what I mean? I didn't even know he fucking this kid ever fought. Is like, cause in school you're such a quiet kid and such a nice kid. Like you never heard a peep from him. You know what I mean? And that that's the old quote says. You know, um, the old quote says. Um, uh, what does it say? Uh, you know, watch out for the quiet ones. You know what I mean? There are people you got to watch out for that, you know, with their mouths, right? Because they're fucking confident in themselves. And, you know, I, I could be guilty of that too myself. You know what I mean? But, uh, hey, listen, you know, yeah, it is the quiet ones you got to watch out for. Definitely. Because they're holding up. But I, but one thing I don't do, and what I've learned uh, over, uh, uh, you know, decades, and Jimmy helped me with this, and Jimmy, Jimmy told me to... Um, Smoker, he goes, he goes, you're too tensed up. You're too tensed up when you're sparring, man. Like, go easy, go easy. You know what I mean? He's like, you know, he pulled me to the side. He goes, listen, smoke weed, smoke before you come here. Don't wait till after, you know, smoke it before. You know what I mean? So that's what I did. I started to relax. You know, just, it wasn't that I was ever, like, scared, never scared. He knows that, like, because it's the truth. You know what I mean? I was never scared. I, I loved, I looked forward to sparring with guys. But one time, post. I was down there like uh, on a Friday, you know. That's the, the, those are the, those are the days I like to spy. You know what I mean? And um, right before I go out drinking and shit, you know, go and take a shower and then go drink. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, he goes, go spy with that kid over there, right? Golden Glo Golden Glove champ, Robbie. Uh, I I don't know if you know him, Sean Gannon. And I go, Sean Gannon from school? That's like uh, yeah, really good kid, Pulse. Sean Gannon, really nice kid. He was a kid like I had the hottest time with in the ring. Because he was a southpaw. 
So that's when I learned, and I, you know, I was already taught this before, but I always thought I was like superior, orthodox, you know what I mean, just in my orthodox stance. But I realized that sometimes you have to go southpaw if you're if you're a righty like me. And I and, and obviously as an orthodox fighter, I thought because I have my left hook and my my really good left jab and my really straight right or overhand right, that I was always going to be all right. But it's all footwork in boxing in any fight. Actually, it's all it's it's any fight, mixed martial arts, anything. Your footwork is imperative. That's why I always tell people's posts, do your fucking, um, you know, fundamentals are important. The shit that you got to do over and over and over and over every day is so you don't think about it. It's like when you're hurt and you're discombobulated or on, on Quiz Street USA or whatever you want to call it, right? Spaghetti legs because you fucking, you know, you, you got chin checked and you're trying to fucking get, you know, because, you know, when you get hit hot, it's just like a flash of light and then you're fine. You know, you just... I just get madder, you know. I, I'd always get madder, but that's what happened with me. I just get, I see if that flash of lights, like, if someone caught me, and that's what's so good about sparring. But Sean made me realize because this is what my trainers were preaching to me prior to this, like, you know, work with your right jab and work with, you know, turn the southpaw, not for power, Robbie. Just uh, keep someone at bay if they, you know, if if you run into a southpaw, you know what I mean? Because you're always gonna or run into your equal, you know what I mean? And I just never thought I'd run into my equal back then. You know what I mean? I just, I still think that way to this fucking day. Like, no bullshit. Like, I just never felt like that. You know what I mean? I always felt like I'm going to fucking beat that. If that, guy could, if that guy bleeds, I could beat him. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's just, you know, uh, it's always sad when a, a, a guy that you respect, and that, like, I've lost so many friends that I respected, that I liked. You know what I mean? Now, listen, there's drama all the time. People talk shit when they drink and they... They talk about old days. And, you know, my name is brought up, you know, because people call me. I don't know if they want brownie points or they want to kiss my ass or they're just being a good friend. But people do call me and say, Robbie, some guy was talking this shit about you. Or, I think you should know this, Robbie. You know, fuck Bobby. You know, people call me Robert, Robbie, Bobby, whatever, right? Nizzo, Nailzo, right? And uh, people always call me and tell me, like, people are talking shit. You know, this, this guy's talking shit, this guy's. I go, it's all talk. They won't say it to my fucking face. I know they won't. Because I, I know, like, the people they talk about and shit, I know I've already fucking what I've done to them. And I've seen them scared to death, like, in my, in my lifetime. You know what I mean? Like, literally scared to death. You know what I mean? You do crime, right? And then you, you cry when you're in prison? That's the most bitch motherfucker you'll ever see in your life. That's the most cowardly motherfucker you'll ever see in your life right there. Some of the bitches about being in prison... Like, if you did what you, you know, if you were guilty of what you did and you had to do the time, like, you're going to cry and, oh, get me out of here, I can't take it. Well, guess what? Upstate, I don't know how the fuck. It's been done. People have done it. But I know guys that have done it that did 10, ten years before they got five years knocked off and got released. You know what I mean? So uh, my first podcast with the New England wrestling champ, he never told his whole story on here, you know, on my on my podcast. You know what I mean? Uh, someday he wants to do that. When he's ready, he will. Because, you know, he's a big realtor and stuff, and he doesn't want to, you know, but but if anything, you know, all these people that work for him would respect him a lot more if they heard his story. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to say his story on here because I want him to tell that. You know what I mean? But let's put it this way. They offered him three to five years. I, 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 his, his, his older brother, who was a mentor of mine, my first trainer, actually. He's the one that 
Robbie, you know, maybe you should just go box. You know, you get in trouble too much fucking fighting grown men when you're a fucking teenager, you know? And he, used, he taught me, you know, and always let me use his fucking heavy bag and his speed bag. Would always let me do his, do my thing, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I lost a dear friend yesterday. Hey, how you doing? Uh, thank you, Pulse. I, I, yeah, Sean Gannon did pass away too. Uh, that was, he passed away like a year or, or two ago, I think. Like right around there. I know he died. Yes, he did. Uh, how you doing, uh, Gary? Ben, Banjo Sandwich, my friend. I, uh, Worthington. Dude, I love you. I love the way you, uh, you do things, brother. You, you are slick. You are, you're a slick England man, Englishman, and, uh, I love England anyway, so I don't like the weather, but I get shitty weather here too, you know what I mean? During the summer, it's like, you know, 100 degrees or 90 and really humid in Boston, but we get really cold winters too. We get really hot summers and we get like a little bit of spring and a little bit of fall, you know what I mean? It's just, you guys over there, Gary, I know you guys have shitty weather all the time. Like, it's almost like every other fucking day it rains, right? Or two thirds of the year it's fucking like cloudy or fucking, you know, England. Uh, so I guess it depends where you live in England, I would guess, right? Uh, closer to the equator. So if you're in southern UK, you're probably... Um, I'm talking about England itself, not all the other fucking countries that fucking England runs. You know what I mean? Because I know England runs a lot of countries, you know? I mean, England... Um, you know, I try to tell this to people. I'm pro-American, you know what I mean? But I love every country. I love people from every country. Because I, I'm just like, hey, listen, we were just born on a different piece of land. I'm very grateful to be born American. You know what I mean? Because I, I love our veterans. You know what I mean? I tried to be a Marine. I, I went to the recruiter's office. The guy said, we ain't giving you an AR-15. Uh, it's funny. I was shooting one the day before. Uh, fucking, or a forty-five or whatever the day before. But uh, yeah, I would have been a better Marine than that fucking recruiter. But that recruiter was a pretty good guy too. And my mentor came with me who was a Marine two for eight years. You know? So yeah, I tried. Uh, but people don't realize this. China... It's been around for 4,000 fucking years, okay? And those people are good people. It's not their fault about fucking their government. And it's like Russians. I love Russian people. I got a bunch of Russian. I got a few fucking Russian friends over there that I like a lot. And uh, I, li I like people from the Ukraine. Like, I like, like people from every country. As long as they're not a terrorist piece of shit, um, I'm going to like you. No, no matter what. It don't matter. You know what I mean? People are good everywhere. And, you know, there's dictatorships, and, you know, that'll never fucking happen. I'm not, well, Josiah, it won't let it happen to me anyways. I don't fucking know. You know what, Gary? I should play some Sex Pistols for you, bro. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, Gary, go back and check out the beginning, but I uh, dedicated this to my second trainer who passed away yesterday. Um, Jimmy Farrell, he was a pro fighter. He was my trainer. He was a lot of people's trainers. I put him up here earlier. Uh, you know, I did it twice, actually. There's my uh, buddy. Yes, I was distraught uh, for this guy right here because uh, very good man, like very good man. And he was a union member with us, too. We, uh, we, uh, a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine, you know, that passed away way too young, too. Another Golden Glove champion, too. Uh, he got him in, and um, he was always happy about that, that he was in there. You know what I mean, Gary? I got to take you down for a second, Gary, so I could uh, check this out. So so you could check this out, Gary, because I know you, you're you uh, you're an information person. I know you are. And I know Paul says, so I think Paul's always here. I did this at the beginning out of respect to my boy. Um, you know, he was, uh, he was a really, really, his father was a good guy, too. 
And I was sad when his father died. Now, this guy was my second trainer that trained me, like, a lot. You know what I mean? Uh, my first trainer uh, was was a savage trainer, and I loved learning from him. But my first trainer I, I learned from was a mentor. He wasn't a trainer. He was just teaching me what he was taught. And uh, he was he was he's still a tough guy. So to this day, I mean, that guy, uh, I'll always respect my mentor. Um, he's more of a father than, uh, more of a father to me than my real father, for Christ's sakes. But this was uh, my friend right here, a dear friend, and my other a dear friend of mine sent me this today. But I already knew about this news, you know what I mean? And um, this guy right here, uh, Mark, Mark Vaz, I know, I think you know about him, Gary. He, he always, uh, you know, writes boxing. So I want to shout out to uh, Mark Vaz for writing this on Jimmy today. You see his record, 17-4-3, and his father was, um, you know, uh, in the custom, uh, Hall of Fame of Custom Auto. You know what I mean? So to be, you know, he's the one that taught me how to throw punches up in the air. Gary, if you ever seen any of my training, you, you see me punching up in the air. He said one day, he said, he said Bobby, throw, throw punches up in the air and, and see if your shoulder, shoulders burn after like 50 or 100. And like at 50, they started burning. So I, I always practice that all the time because I never want to get tired, you know, or my my, uh, my muscles fail me in any way. This is uh, the second part. They real this guy really wrote the exact thing, but he left out a lot of fighters that he did train, like dear, dear friends of his and mine. Like, but he did uh, name some of the nicest guys too. You know what I mean? Younger guys, younger guys. That's what it is, they're, they're younger. There's nothing wrong with that. They're all tough kids, I'll tell you that. Mark DeLuca, all those guys, every kid's name in the first fucking page, they're all fucking tough kids, and they're all very good guys, too. Very good guys. All my friends were very good guys, but they were fucking savages like me, and we, we all party, and, you know, I don't know why I'm still alive and they're gone. I have no idea. I haven't figured that one out yet. I mean, these guys were pro athletes, for Christ's sakes, and I was a very good athlete, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying. Like they were pro athletes, and uh, they're gone because of, you know, um, working the hot so much, and then fucking, you know, cocaine in the eighties and nineties. People and and people went to heroin, and it just happens. You know what I mean? But but Jimmy died of stage four cancer. I hate cancer, people out there. I, I hate it. If you're going through it, I've been through it uh, one time, or in my life, I was a little scared. You know what I mean? But it, it went away, thank God. And uh. Yeah, I was I was a little scared. I'm not. I don't get scared too much, but uh, never in my life. You know what I mean? Really, got scared. I, maybe as a kid, I guess. But not as a as a you know seven, eight, nine, ten year old. I was always been a little fucking punk. You know what I mean? And then you know, 15, uh, 15 16, 17, You know, I just felt untouchable. You know what I mean? And, and I was right. I was right. I was untouchable in, in a fight, physically and and mentally. Like you know, because I was a fucking drug dealer. I was a fucking asshole. 12 midnight, bedtime, sorry if you lost. Thanks, Gary. Get some sleep, brother. All right, brother? I, I know, brother. I know, brother. I I respect you a lot, Gary. You, Kiwi, all you guys that don't get American times for American promotions, and it sucks. You know what I mean? It does. But you're a fucking, you're passionate about it. And um, and so is Kiwi, obviously. And um, all the other people from all across the world, you know, that uh over there at Rush Hour MMA, we have so many people from so many places over there. That's that's what makes it so great. You know what I mean, Gary? Get, get a good night's sleep, Gary, and um, God bless you, brother. Blessings to you. Pulse, obviously, blessings to you, brother. Thank you, too, brother. 
everyone else that's been in and out, in and out. I see a lot of people jumping in and out, in and out. I got a lot of haters out there, you know what I mean? There's a lot of haters out there. But guess what? That just makes me fucking better. Like, you'll never, ever see me quit. And uh, you definitely don't want to see me uh, in the beginning either. <laughs> so there's Jimmy Farrell again, my friend. Like, uh, I love this guy. I really, I, I actually love him. I, I will always care about him. And I love this father, too. His father was a really good man. Nice guy, too. Very good guy. But Jimmy was well-respected, even by the cops around here. You know, they respected him. You know what I mean? And that's saying something for a big city like this. If these cops, like, respect you, they might not agree with some of the shit you've done. You know, you know, fucking violence and shit. But if they like you, not Jimmy. I'm talking about myself. You know, I, th I think they respect me enough, like, where they know I don't hate them. You know what I mean? It's nothing personal with them. It's just mistakes I made. You know, but, uh, yeah, the, the, Jimmy... I, I, I'm, I know for a fact they like Jimmy, cause uh, I can't I can't explain that on the uh, on the air or anything. I gotta that's something I gotta keep to myself for the rest of my life. But uh, I just know they like they like Jimmy, and that's saying a lot in this political fucking area I'm from, man. Like, so political. Just for going to slap a, a cop, a cop's brother and cousin around, that would uh, mine is with me. Uh, I had to pay 30 grand to do three months because I wouldn't rat on my dead friend. <laughs> Leon cost me a win this week. I took Leon. I don't know why you wouldn't take your England man. He was your best chance you had. You know what I was thinking to myself too, uh, Gary? I was thinking about that. I said, I remember you saying that. I remember Jay saying it. You guys were talking about it. And um, I said, yeah, but Leon has the best chance out of all those three English guys that were really good that night. In all those fights through that eight nine hour span, I thought Leon Edwards had the best chance to win. To be honest with you, so I thought that all week. I thought that for fucking months now. I always said Edwards got a bad raw deal. You know what I mean? And uh, I think Edwards should go fight fucking Masvidal because someone gave me a three piece and a soda. Like it would have been dealt with right then. But like, you know, I guess you know when there's a lot of people and shit. Like you know, Masvidal's like he wasn't fucking locked up in England. They don't fucking play there. You know what I mean? They do not play the law there. Just like they don't play here. You know what I mean? It's, England's fucking pretty strict. So, you know, Masvidal, I think he beat Till, knocked out Till that night, and he was doing an interview. I seen the whole thing. And Leon did say something. That's out of character for Leon, because Leon's such a, like, um, yeah, the three-piece and a soda. Bing, bing, bing. So um, I can I re relate to that, because I, I throw that same, the straight left, straight right, left hook. Or I just throw the left hook or overhand right. You know, you know, ones. Because I just know they're going down with that one piece. But the three piece, uh, I practiced that thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Three punches, uh, left, straight left, straight right, left hook. And, and a slip, you know, a slip and then a, a hook to the body, hook to the head. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I wonder, well, he has to fight Camaro uh, in April or May. You know, I, I, Camaro Usman cannot come back. It's not like he can't, but he should not come back. That's where Tony Ferguson made his mistake. After seeing Justin Gaethje be so technical and give Tony a beating, but Tony did not give up in that fight. But you see Tony fucking shaking his head. I've never seen Tony Ferguson beat up like that. So I, I said right there, he needed a year off. Tony needed a year off. Because Tony never had a, a gym. He had, like, people he'd work with, but he'd always, like, uh, break down fights himself and have his own... He never had, a, like, a team to work with, like, 
savages every fucking day because he was the only savage in the gym working six hours straight without even drinking water. Like, that's fucking just crazy. That's ridiculous. Like, you need water. You need to hydrate when you fucking train. You know what I mean? You need to hydrate when you don't train. But, um, so Tony Ferguson's fighting, um, Kim Jong-un, I think, um, June. Um, what the fuck was his, um, nickname? Didn't he lose the Chamayev, um, the, oh, the leech. It's at the tip of my tongue. Uh, it's funny like that. Uh, yeah, he fights the leech, uh, Tony Ferguson, uh, He's at Jackson Wink right now, and um, I kind of like Jackson Wink. I know people don't like, you know, they say some shit. I just like the altitude and what they did with John Jones. And I don't like what they did with John Jones and Rashad Evans, but that shit's going to happen in any fucking gym. That's not their fucking fault. You know what I mean? But Jackson Wink, Tony Ferguson, they're going to teach him. And I always, I sent DMs to Tony Ferguson saying, come up here to the Northeast and fucking let me train you during the winter up here, and I'll get some other people to train you too. Like, you know, with your hands and learning to move out of the way of fucking punches. You know what I mean? Slip and rip. You know what I mean? Slip, rip, slip, rip. You know what I mean? And uh, I just knew I could get him better training here. And I, and I would be training with him. You know what I mean? Like, I'd, I'd do it right along with him. So, like, I wanted him to come up here. He's at a gym now where he has a team. He could train every day with guys that are not as crazy as him and not as fucking... That guy's a soldier. For anyone that doesn't like Tony Ferguson is definitely a hater. Cause that guy, um, what do you, what do you, what do you, what was he, uh, tw- what do you, what was he, twelve and oh, like at one point he defended the, the belt like twelve, uh, not the, the real belt, but the lightweight fucking intercontinental championship belt or whatever. I don't even know what that belt is, but it's like you know, basically, the second fucking best, and no one wants to be second best. He oh, that Khabib and uh, Tony fight should have happened in their primes, and that would have been a fucking war. I think Tony Ferguson had the best chance of beating fucking Khabib if anyone did. I believe if anyone could come back and win 12 fights in a row, I believe it's John Jones or Tony Ferguson or Khabib because their mindsets, it's their discipline. You know what I mean? Their belief in themselves. And, um, you know, we'll see. Like, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Like, I just believe in Tony Ferguson. I know a lot of my friends don't. That's fine. They have the right to their own opinion. I'm not going to, you know, I would never ever, like, say anything bad about people's opinions. That's their opinion. They, they have the right to it. You know what I mean? But, um, no, I really believe Tony Ferguson has the mental, and now he has stability. Now he's not going through five different people to train him a little bit every day. Um and giving him horrible advice, you know what I mean, in the corners. Uh, he went to different, if you watch Tony Ferguson's fights on Fight Pass or anywhere, you can find him anywhere. If you watch his career, you'll see different people in this corner all the fucking time. Brock Lesnar was a great trainer to him, and, uh, you know, but uh, that didn't, you know, Brock Lesnar had other shit to do, I guess, you know, and he had his own health problems, Brock Lesnar. But Tony Ferguson, salute. Uh, Jackson Wink, I hope. Uh, you could turn Tony Ferguson into a champion again because he is a champ. That guy is a champ. He ain't no freaking chump. Definitely not. He's one of my favorite in my top fucking ten. Uh, I got a... Uh, so, yeah, so Tony Ferguson, I, uh, I I give you a lot of respect. And John Bones Jones, you know, it's tough because I love Stipe. I love Stipe. I've that's one of my favorite fucking heavyweights in, in, in MMA uh, history, but there was others prior to him, obviously, that I liked. 
There was guys that fought at heavyweight and fought at fucking lightweight. They were fucking savages. Like, I don't know how people fucking do that. I can't get under fucking 20 pounds ever. Like, when I was a teenager, 13, 14, 15, I think I got like 170, 160. That was a, but every time I'd go away for two weeks or something, I'd go up to 200 pounds, 220 pounds. Uh, or, or three months later, when I come back, I'd be 220 all muscle. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, never, I was never resting. I was constantly hustling as a teenager. But Tony Ferguson, salute. John Jones, John, John Bones Jones, I believe, beats every heavyweight easily. I don't think anyone's going to be able to deal with John Jones. Uh, his range, his kicks, his elbows. He uses eight limbs, nine limbs, ten limbs. He don't tap. I was saying it earlier. The guy tapped last night, right? It's on one of my uh, shorts, my YouTube shorts. Uh, it shows my reaction to it. It's like... Uh, the guy, uh, you know, verbally tapped because I guess he fucking hurt his fucking, I guess his shoulder. John Jones hurt his shoulder or whatever, and he verbally tapped, but John Jones was stuck with Vito Belfort in, a, in an arm lock, and he didn't tap. The next round, John Jones fucking tapped him. And that, no, he was never tapped at that point, I don't think, in his career, Vito. I don't think he was. But for John Jones to let his arm come out of its socket, and then, and then the next round... Not tap, and the next round, come back and win? And that's Tony Ferguson, right, after the, um, the Gaethje fight. Like, if he took that year off then, he would have been fine. But the guys he lost to, people, Darius, fucking Charles Oliveira, the champ right now, like, those guys he lost to weren't no fucking slouches. You know what I mean? And uh, before Gaethje, who the fuck made fucking Tony Ferguson look bad? Not too many people. I mean, he's been in some wars, but... Um, like, he always got the fucking last fucking laugh. Ferguson, he just had that fucking... He, I, I hope he still has it in his mind. Like, that that never die or never never lose mentality. And uh, I believe he will. I believe he will come back. That's my opinion. I believe he will. I, I believe he will. You know what I mean? I really, I really do. I believe he will. And I believe John Jones. Uh, sadly, I don't want, you know, see Stipe lose ever. But, uh... Uh, obviously, he's gonna he's gonna have a very fucking hard time with John Jones. Uh, I I can guarantee that one, and you can you can hold you can quote me on it. I don't give a fuck if I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I don't think I am. John Jones, if he's clean and he's not, you know, if he's just smoking grass and that's it, he's gonna be a fucking problem because he was a problem at, at light heavyweight when he was fucking in there at 220. He'd be 205, right? Uh, for weigh-ins, but all those light heavies are basically heavyweights, because anything over 200 pounds, you're a fucking heavyweight. It's bottom line. I don't care what anyone thinks. I just know. I know, uh, you know, like Ali up there, you know, I, I, I don't I, It just started to get dark. I'm not getting up there, because I'm going offline in a few seconds, but in a minute or two. Uh, you know, Ali won the belt, beat fucking Sonny. Listen, it was like 230, 240. I, I, size don't mean shit. I know all the guys I ever fought were always bigger than me. So I know size don't mean shit. Like, it, it's easy. It's like I, the bigger, the better. You know, you might rather fight the bigger guys. And uh, I just, uh, I think John Jones was manhandling fucking legends back then. What's he going to do now? He, he's had time off. He's never taken beatings. I mean, he's, he's been in, like, two wars, I think, two fucking three wars. But even then, he was still controlling everything. Not with the Reyes and the Gustin one, but uh, those were wars, you know what I mean? But those are the two only wars I remember him really being in trouble a little bit. Um, 
versus Glover Teixeira. Glover Teixeira is the only one that's fought John Jones. I, I say this a lot, but no one really uh, gets the grasp for this one. John Jones, the only one he had, uh, ever that came back and has been good since they fought Jones. John Jones is Glover Teixeira. He's the only savage, because that guy's a savage. Glover Teixeira, I hope I get to uh, meet him this uh, month or, or this month coming up, next month. And, uh, and Alex Pereira, because uh, both of those guys, I look up to both those guys a lot. I'd love to spar with those guys. I really would. And I want to go meet uh, John Lazan uh, down here in Bridgewater. And I want to go uh, to uh, um, uh, Florian's uh, place in uh, Brookline and check him out. I'd like to go see Cater and um, Cater and fucking Font. I'd like to spar with those guys, even though they're a lot lighter than me. I'm a heavyweight. They're fucking... They're fucking weight, you know. They they're probably fucking around my weight right now. I don't know. I don't know how, how high they get up. I have no idea how high. But Cato looked pretty good the other day. He looked like he was in shape. Uh, so yeah, I like I just like to run around with them, like for going like 25, 50 percent, and just spar with them, like you know, because I, I I can spar very well, you know what I mean. But uh, I'm more of a boxer, you know what I mean. But I could throw kicks and I could wrestle and I could, I got take I got balance for fucking days. I'm really fast, so I just hope that happens this month or next month because that's uh it's supposed to you know what i mean and uh if it don't i'll just make it happen you know i'll just show up there i ain't scared to uh go to a gym and see you know guys gyms and ask them some questions and say listen uh you know can you get me a fight if i'm fucking if i show you how fucking you know the discipline i have i've been training for 40 my whole life actually i've been training i think i let myself go a couple times in my life uh, one, two, three, four years all together in my whole life have I ever let myself go, like, to a point where I didn't train, you know what I mean? Like, on a regular basis. Um, even when I was on all those pain meds that I just came off of, uh, 54 months in, in September, um, you know, I um, I still trained. During, you know, a couple times during the week, three times during the week, I'd go down and hit my heavy bag and wrap up and put my 16-ounce gloves on, hit the heavy bag for a half an hour straight, with no, with no time off, just, you know, and then do a bunch of push-ups and some fucking shrugs and some squats, body squats and shit like that. But I can never get under 240. Finally, I got down to 200, uh, 18, 222. I probably got down to 215 at times, you know, which which I'm very grateful for. Uh, that takes discipline and sacrifice and a lot of training. That, that was a lot of road work, people. <laughs> it was a lot of road work to get back down to 220. And uh, no eating, you know. I mean, I was I was fast. I was eating once a day, and uh, now now I just eat twice a day. You know what I mean? I thought once a day was a little too harsh on myself, so I just went twice a day. You know what I mean? Sixteen hours out of the day I don't eat, and that's including sleep. So I sleep about four to six to eight hours, sometimes ten. You know, on a Sunday or something, the only day I can sleep in, um, because I got to get up and fucking you know keep build, keep building, keep building. It's not just this, people. Like I'm building like legal companies and stuff like what people don't know what you're doing is the best things because uh, success is the best fucking revenge on a lot of people that you know i would like to slap in the fucking mouth right now out there and uh you know give them a slice of humble pie but i'm not gonna do that until i see them you know what i mean i'm not gonna go looking for them like i would before but if i run into them they're gonna fucking uh they will definitely they know who the fuck they are you know what i mean they know who the fuck they are I'm not gonna fucking kill nobody, you know, you know what I mean? But I will fucking confront them. And the eyes don't lie, like, these guys gotta fucking, they're gonna have to see me. 
because I, I, I nip shit in the fucking butt. I've done it my whole life. Anyone I've ever had a problem with. There was one kid I had a problem with that I loved. I love, we got along really good, but it was over, uh, uh, I was with two girls, and they started mentioning his name when the cops were around, and then I got fucking blamed for it. This is when I was like 15 fucking years old or something. And we were friends a year later, back again, you know what I mean? Like glue, you know, because he found out the truth, you know what I mean? I can, I can never mention anyone's fucking name. It was my own fault for getting caught in the fucking car in the first fucking place. So, yeah, that was when I was a fucking teenage fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Really stupid. Like, fucking 14, 15. Yeah, 14, 15 years old. So, yeah. But uh, the reason why, why was I bringing him up in the fucking first place? Uh, Jesus, there was a reason for it. There was a reason. There was a reason. Yeah, that's the only one I never... I didn't want to nip that in the bud because I would have had... I seen people fight that kid, and they didn't want to hurt him no more. Because not not that they, these guys are tough guys, because this kid, Paulie, God bless his soul, but that was a very tough kid. Very tough. He indented in people's heads. You know what I mean? This is in the 80s, people. And um, he, uh, yeah, that's the only time I, I wouldn't want to nip it in the bud, because I knew, you know, we were so tight. And I'm like, I didn't fucking do nothing. You know, I can't say nothing because, you know, I was going out with the girl at the time, so I was, I couldn't blame her, you know what I mean? But it, it was them, you know what I mean? It wasn't me, I wasn't saying shit. I was like, all right, bring me, because I know, I know the fucking routine. Uh, I was already, I was a juvenile delinquent. Why, wise-ass fucking punk. But always smile not, not to be with cops. Listen, just give me my fucking phone call, that's it. Come on, let's go, because I know the fucking routine. Take my fucking fingerprints, you have about fucking... You've had them over a hundred fucking times in your life. DNA fucking test in 2000 fucking three, four, no, 2004, beginning of 2004 when I had to do the three months for the union, the 30 grand for my lawyer and shit. Just ridiculous bullshit. But uh, it was necessary at the time. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm glad. All we did was slap the kid around. Like, kid, we could have gave him a really bad beating and we didn't because I said enough. That's enough. That's enough. I didn't want to hurt the kid. I just wanted to humiliate him and give, make him humble. And that, that was it. And that's exactly what the fuck we did. But uh, uh, if we really wanted to, we, we could have hurt him really bad. And we, we didn't do that because we didn't want to do that. We just wanted to say, what the fuck? What the fuck's wrong with you? Smack him. You know, smack him around. Not like you would like a dear friend or something. Say, hey, smack him one time and wake him, wake him up and say, hey, are you all right? What the fuck's wrong with you? You know, No. We'll slap him a little bit more. You know what I mean? A few fucking, a few good ones. You know what I mean? Because what he did was wrong. He sucker punched our business manager, his business manager, too. Hey, I hope he's doing better, that kid. You know, I hope he is, you know what I mean? And God bless his brother, because I like his brother and his cousins. You know, they're all, God bless his brothers, two of his brothers, really good people. Really good people. And his cousins are really good kid, too. Uh, you know, yeah, shit happens in life. You know what I mean? You just can't, uh, can't dwell on things. You just got to move forward, people. Uh, it's getting dark here where, where I am. Uh, I gotta go train again today, and um, I'll see you people on the other side. Thank you for joining, all you people that joined. Pulse, thank you very much. Thanks for the uh, prayers, brother. Condolences, and Gary, thank you, brother. Yeah, get your rest, brother. And uh, Gary, I'll see you this week more again. I'll see you, Pulse, or I'll see you guys in the um, in the Discord, all right, or or wherever. Peace, people. Have a good fucking. Uh,
have a good freaking uh, Russia night and a Russia week, and uh, I'll be back. Uh, when will I be back? I'll be back tomorrow or Friday, and I'll be back twice Friday. If I'm back, if it's not tomorrow, I'll be back twice Friday. It's Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays. Where I try to fill it up five, six days a week. Uh, there'll always be plenty of content every week. All right, that's all you need to know. But usually Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays. Right now, that's the way I want to do it. I'm still learning some other shit. I got some good reactions I could throw in here when people ask stupid shit. Not you guys, Gary. I know you don't. You never say anything stupid or post. You guys always ask the right questions, and you guys are always very well man. There's, there's many people that are very well man, but. I'll just throw up a fucking reaction to Jay or fucking myself. And uh, that's got to make a hater laugh, too. It, it does. It's just got to. But this is uh, Jimmy Farrell. God bless you, brother. I love you, brother. Junior and senior. But Junior, this goes out to you, brother. I, I love you, brother. You, you, uh, I spent a lot of time with you. I sweat. I freaking, you know, trained hard. I was in there training with other fighters for their fights later on in life. You know what I mean with you? Uh, we go back, Jimmy, me and you, and I, I, I don't have a bad thing to say about you. You know what I mean? I really don't, and I, I really feel for you, brother, because uh, you were a trooper to the end. You fought. You're a fighter to the end, and you're a very great trainer. And I know all the the Polish prince out there. That's his AK, the Polish prince. The Polish prince. He'll attest. He's a great trainer. Anyone that worked with Jimmy Farrell or his father, because I work with both of them, right? And I work with. Even Eddie Sigliano was a great fucking trainer. And I'm sure Jimmy Fowl Sr. would say that. And Jimmy Fowl Jr. knew that uh, very well. Because uh, Jimmy Fowl Jr. and Sr. took after, uh, trained, trained uh, Eddie Sigliano's son after that. And his brother. His brother trained with him. But I trained with Sig, too, uh, during those years. You know what I mean? I, I love training with Sig. He was the best guy to train. Sparring with him and stuff. And the funny shit, you know, just training and shit together. He's a funny motherfucker. God bless his soul, man. Jimmy, God bless your soul, because you were a funny guy, too. And such a nice person. Like, I was saying it earlier to my wife. And when she t she told me the news uh, the day prior. And uh, and she said, I'm sorry, because she know how much I love her. I cried when my, my first trainer was, well, I was in prison when she told me. You know, I was, I cried all day long. She sent flowers to the wake and everything. And, uh... And that's what Stevie said, thank you when I got out. You know, I wasn't fucking doing my time. But the plan was to get out. I told my first trainer I was going to get out and, you know, we'd go get that fucking heavyweight championship, fucking WBC, and every fucking belt to go with it. And uh, he believed in me, and even Jimmy Fowler believed in me. Jimmy Fowler used to talk very highly of me. He'd say, he'd say Robbie, you hit harder than any guy in this fucking gym with both hands. What he used to say to me, he said, you hit harder than Siggy, all those guys. You hit. He'd say it to me on the jobs in, in the gym. He'd say, Robbie, if you would just stop fucking partying on the weekends. That's easier said than done where, you come, where I come from, you know, back in those days, in the 80s and 90s. It's very easy for me not to fucking party ever again. That's been easy for 22 fucking, almost 23 years now. So that's an easy thing. I don't need to party. Like, I, I, I party harder than rock stars, you know what I mean? Because basically, that's what I was, I thought, I guess I thought I was a rock star or a rap star, whatever the fuck. But even when I was a rap, when I was rapping, I wasn't partying, you know what I mean? I would have a beer and a shot of Crown Royal before I go up on stage with, with all my other members of the group, and um, the two groups, and um, yeah, I would never go to the after party, nothing. I always go home to my wife, you know what I mean? 
You know, because I'd be I'd work I'd be working all week, and then I go to the studio for twelve hours every week to make these albums, and then I go do shows and get paid to do the shows. You know what I mean? Get my money back I spent at the studio, and uh, you know, I'm gonna do uh, a third and a fourth album. I'm working on that on the download too. I'm doing a rap album. I'm doing my own production, and uh, I'm gonna put down an acoustic album too. Uh, play my own bass. I got a kid to play guitar, or I could play guitar. And I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna do some covers. And I'm gonna do some originals. I get still writing. I'm, gonna, I'm doing comedy. I got a lot of things coming up for you people. Uh, that you, you loyalty people. You've been people that have been loyal since the beginning, and the people that are all the way up to now. I, I appreciate. I'll never forget my first thousand subscribers, especially the first hundred and forty, whatever it is. I don't even check that shit because I know it's all organic. They're all good people. They're all real people. These people. They ain't bots. They ain't fuck or whatever. Or maybe there's a few of them that are. Who knows? I don't know. I I, I I can see who's following me, and I can see who drops out, and I can see who comes back. So I know they're phonies. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. I'm more real recognized real out there, people. It's just the way it is. God bless you, Jimmy uh, Farrell. Be at your wake. You know when it is, when your family announces the, uh, the arrangements uh, by the end of the week, I'm sure. I will be there. I know Bobby Bronski will be there, and I know a lot of other people. I'm not going to name all of them because there's too many. We, we all love you, Jimmy Farrell Jr. Uh, boxing World is a sad day today. Anyone that ever knew him, anyone that loves boxing, go look up Jimmy. I, I put up his thing at the beginning of this uh, this episode, and, and you'll see it in the middle. And I brought it up three times. You know what I mean? That's how much I respect the guy. You know what I mean? And I'm going to miss you, Jimmy. I'm going to miss just talking to you because you, you were a good friend talking to you, man. You're a good man, very good man. And I salute to your kids and respect to your kids, and I hope... Kids, he wouldn't want you guys to grieve. He was a fighter. You know your father was a fighter his whole life. You know your grandfather, you know, too. You know what I mean? So, yeah, very good man, your father, very nice man. So I hope his kids hear this someday. You know what I mean? And I hope uh, I hope everyone that loves Jimmy hears this. You know what I mean? Because uh, it's sincere. I, I mean, I'm sincere all the time. I mean, I can't fake it. I can't fake it in life, people, so I'm not going to fake it on here. I'm always gonna be brutally honest. You might not like what I say, but that's fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge what you say either, though. That's the deal. You know what I mean? All right, people. I'm gonna end on on this these notes. Um, let's say a prayer for Jimmy. Uh, oh, holy Christ! Oh, Lord of Light! So Sakawa, Jimmy's family and, and friends, and they're afraid. Oh, 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 holy Christ! Right, fast and route. His foes that ring his souls about his soul about which he had no uh, enemies, I don't think. Uh, definitely, I would bet no. <laughs> no enemies. Oh, holy light, oh, Lord, I like Sakawa, Jimmy's family and friends, and they're afraid. Oh, holy right. Oh, holy light. Ride, ride, ride fast and route. His foes that ring his soul about. Oh, holy light in this hour. Give strength to him and be his tower and all the people that loved him. Jimmy, that's a prayer I say to myself every day. Um, I've been saying it, you know, for a long, long time. Uh, I think that's fitting. I don't think anyone ever hated you, Jimmy. You're just uh, too good of a person for anyone to ever hate you, man. Like, you you were willing to help anybody. So, you know, I love you, Jimmy, and I'm going to miss you, buddy. And, uh, uh, I got to go to your wake this week. That's going to be tough because I've been to so many wakes and it, it, it never gets easier. It never gets easier. I was at one last summer. You know, it just never gets easy. But uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, 
Uh, Mike Tyson, I, I agree with Mike Tyson, what he says. If life is glorious, then death must be glorious. Must be glorious too. Uh, definitely not scared of death. Never been scared of death in my fucking life. Matter of fact, I never thought I'd live till 30 when I was growing up, really, honestly. I, 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 I said I didn't want to live past 30. But um, I feel like a 30-year-old right now. Like, honestly, other than my injuries, my injuries, like, that are there forever. Maybe they're healing a little bit. I don't think they are, though. <laughs> my head healed really good. I've been in, like, 20 fights since my head injured. That was so long ago. Anyways, uh, I had a hot head. And he said it's going to be, it would be twice as hard after fucking um, things. So I'm giving people a hint out there. That's what you should go for in my head. But guess what? I slip punches better than I fucking throw them, and I throw them very well. So, good. Good luck. You better have one of these, because that's why, and you better use it. That's all I can tell you. That's how much I ain't scared to fucking die, motherfuckers, all right? All right? I'm the real fucking savage, you motherfuckers. I'm talking about locals here that think they're fucking savages, and they think they're tough guys. You're not proven you're not a fucking savage. Those kids' names that I named down there that, that are in the ring training every time, Michael Luca, all those guys, all of them, every name I named in there, Nick Searle, all of them, they're, they're tough guys. I'm a tough guy. It takes a lot of balls to get in a ring. That's what shows character. It shows your character. It shows what you're made of. You know what I mean? I used to get in the ring with killers. You know what I mean? Animals. Golden Glove champs. Those are the hottest guys to fucking spot with. You know what I mean? But it wasn't. And a matter of fact, it was always a fucking delight to spot with those guys. Because I learned a lot from them. You know what I mean? And they were my dear friends. And I miss them. I miss them just like oh, I miss Jimmy. I've lost too many. Too many friends and in-laws and blood that I miss still to this day. I say it to my wife all the time. I wish your dad was still around. I wish your grandparents were still around. You know what I mean? Like, it's sad, man. Like, you know, I wish my aunts were around. You know, like my, my Aunt Becky, like, the last 54 months, I went through a, a fucking craziness. You know, I wish, like, emotional roller coaster. I wish she was around, that I could have talked to her. Because it's hard for me to reach out to talk to people. I, I, I'm too stubborn or something, you know. Like, I don't like to show weakness, you know what I mean? But it's not weakness. I'm stronger than anybody. I got fucking discipline and sacrifice for fucking, for the rest of my life. I'm, I've always been disciplined. I just made stupid decisions. I never made the same mistake twice. I never fucking will. I'll never be out of shape in my life again. I, I made that promise to myself. I said, when I came off to all the payments, at 325 pounds, a fat fucking slob. I said, and that's the way I felt about myself, people. All right? I was overweight, way overweight. I'm supposed to be walking 198 at 6'1". All right? I was 325 fucking plus pounds, just really heavy. All right? I got down to 220. That's what I used to be when I got, you know, when I used to box. When I used to fucking, you know, do the amateur fucking uh, boxing, a couple for fucking... Fucking uh, diabetes, you know, and charities, you know what I mean? And, you know, in prison, I fucked amateur and knocked fucking TKO the guy and fucking suck around. Like, plenty of times sparring, hundreds of times sparring, you know what I mean? So I just love the sport of boxing. I love doing it myself. That shows how tough you really are. You get in the fucking ring. That shows your character. Go in there with a Golden Glove champ or a couple of them like I did and go in there with really good pros and really good middleweights and if you're a heavyweight like me and chase a middleweight around there for fucking three rounds and see how good you are or five, six rounds. See how good you are then. Jimmy Fowl, we love you. Jimmy Fowl Jr., Jimmy Fowl Sr., we love you both. You're, Jimmy Fowl Sr., you've been gone for a long time, but I hate cancer, Jimmy Fowl uh, Jr. I always love you, brother. You always have a place in my heart, just like Eddie Sigliano who trained me 
And my mentor who trained me is still alive. He trained me in the beginning. But he wasn't a trainer. You know what I mean? He was just showing me some things. You know what I mean? And let me use his heavy bag and his speed bag. And instead of going to the gym and lifting weights and hitting the bag there after, I just go to his house, not even go to lift weights. I just go to his house and hit the bag and fucking hit the speed bag and do a bunch of push-ups. And I'd run fucking the whole distance to his house and back and forth. So that was my training. I, I got sick of lifting weights and hitting the bag after. I just said, fuck, I'll go all in with boxing and bodyweight training. I'm already strong enough. And that's why I never needed roids. You know what I mean? I never needed roids to get big. I just uh, did pyramid sets. I read the fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger encyclopedia. And I learned about uh, pyramid sets and shit like that. And, you know, uh, split routines. And, you know, five days a week, a different muscle group every fucking day. Because when, when you're in prison, that's what you do. You do When you're in juvie, that's what you do. When you're in prison, when you're in juvie. You know, but I was training before I went to those places. So that's why I said, you know what? If I got to do time, I might as well, you know, not let the time do me. Let me do the time like a king. Let me go in there, do my time like a man, and, and, and get better from it. You know what I mean? Because I always came out worse, with worse of an ego. Because you come out with that convict mentality. You know what I mean? But you learn over, when you have kids and you have a good woman in your corner, you don't want to let those people down in your life. So it's very hard to walk away. So people out there that have kids and wives and stuff like that, and you are a badass growing up like me, right? You don't want to go there. You want to stay with your woman and uh, be loyal to your woman because that woman's been loyal to you and she had your kids. You know what I mean? So woman, you got to be good to your wife. Happy wife, happy life. Jimmy Jr., uh, Jimmy Farrell Jr., we love you, brother. I love you. Like I said, you always have a place in my heart and uh, a lot of other people's out there. Uh, if I was a bet man, which I ain't, I, I would uh, I, I would bet fucking everything, the, the house, that that 99.9% that .9 of those people would, would, would say they loved you, bro. So we love you, brother. And you will be missed, brother. You are a great staple of the society. You know, the only person I know that had a gym in Quincy, uh, a boxing gym here in Quincy for years, for years and years and years, decades. You know, you, O'Malley's, um, then it was Pal, Police Athletically, and then it was uh, Farrell and uh, Cyril. Uh, uh, yeah. Good kid. You know, he's mentioned there in the beginning of freaking Nick Cyril. Uh, he's a good, good fighter himself, really good fighter. Uh, he's a trainer now, too. Uh, and probably from Jimmy. Probably inspired him to train, you know. Um, I like that kid. He's a really nice kid. But that was called Quincy Zoo. And uh, that's the shirt behind me that you always see with that logo. That's my boy Sig who died. That was my that was my boy. First grade, I looked up to that kid when he was in third grade. When I was in first grade, you know what I mean. But we all, you know, I always got along with him, and then his father trained me. We got really close. Uh, but then I kind of like he, he kind of went away from a lot of people. You know what I mean? He was doing his own thing. You know what I mean? But I love that kid, man. I miss him. I miss his father who trained me. I love his father. Boxing uh, lost a good man uh, yesterday or, or the day before. I might have heard it uh, a day after yesterday. It might have been the day after. But uh, the 23rd, I think it says, is when he passed. Um, he was fighting stage four cancer for a long time. That guy's a savage. He's a tough fucking guy. God bless you, Jimmy. We're always here for you, brother. And uh, I guess we have another angel in the sky and or an angel in... Uh, you know, over our shoulders because we are, I have lost so many dear friends, you know, 70 plus. It's probably in the 100 now somewhere. They're friends and family. But friends that just felt like family. Jimmy was one of those guys that you could call family. He was that nice of a person. 
All right, people. Have a great day. Have a blessed day. Blessed night. stop mentioning you guys stream now I will do that I will start giving you guys flowers too I'm sorry guys I forget all the time if you guys are my sponsor I definitely wouldn't fucking forget I guarantee you that I do it three fucking times you got like these days people you gotta if you want my fucking like I give my friend that uh that them shout outs for free uh his business because you know he's a dear friend of mine since we were little kids you know I don't have them paying me fucking monthly or nothing uh but anyone but I would definitely recommend StreamYard. Uh, StreamYard. So uh, I know you hear me. So, uh, yeah, I forget. I'm sorry, StreamYard. I, would I should shout you guys out. And I, I'm going to try. I'm going to write that down for now. And I'm going to try to shout you guys out. Because uh, you guys asked me to at the end when I click out my uh, go uh, off live. Uh, and I will do that. I, I don't mind shouting you guys out and saying, yeah, it was easy, easy for me. Who don't know, you know, who doesn't know tech that good. And who's just given, uh, doing something he has a passion to do. And I uh, talk about fights, you know, because I've watched him my whole life. You people out there in podcast land, thank you very much for uh, showing the support. I see the analytics doing good. I see see all the people that listen on Apple, um, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and uh, Spotify, and uh, Anchor. Thank you, Anchor. And uh, Anchor for spreading me all over the place. Uh, Anchor, I, I, I owe all the credit to. And uh, thank you very much for dealing with my fucking bullshit and my fucking uh, hack job sometimes. But I really try to get better every time, people, and I always will. Have a great night. <laughs>